Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello and welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. I'm joined in the studio by Emily Schiltz. Hey. Lovely co-host. How are you? Good. I'm doing real well. It's so good. That's so good. We're still here in Nashville. Still. It's still been too long months. So long. We miss our families back <laughs> home. Not really. That's not really what uh, we, we just record all of it while we're in Nashville. Yep. It's just fun. But yep. we're so glad that you're tuning in and joining us here um, for the second part of our interview with Carlos Whitaker. Hasn't this been so good? It's been really great. And our trip and our stay in Nashville has been so fun. Refreshing. Very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible. And um, and there was, uh, you know, there was something <laughs> interesting and funny that happened. Yeah. Um, while w- when we got here, you guys went and got groceries. Yep. And um, let me set up some context here because yeah. I have been for uh, for months now. Mm. I wouldn't say years. <laughs> years would be a lie. Months. I have been trying to figure out what my rapper name would be. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I think I, you know. Potentially, maybe could in the future cut uh, hip hop. Yeah, we've been talking about this concept of writing and how healing it is. Writing, healing, maybe writing some hip hop and Mm -hmm. some. I think I could definitely pull that (laughs) one off. No, you're shaking your head right now. Uh, What? Why are you shaking your head right now? (laughs) Anyways, needless to say, I've been trying to figure out what my rap name would be, and I think we discovered it. Emily, tell tell the story to the listener. So yeah, so Davy had called. Um, Because our dinner plans were getting, like, changed up while we were here in Nashville. So Megan and I are at the grocery store trying to get things for breakfast the next morning. Um, And Davey and Tommy are back at the house trying to arrange everything for dinner. So I look down at my phone. I just missed a call from Davey. (laughs) So I use Siri a lot. I don't know if there's any of you guys out there who use Siri. But truthfully, like, she's a good friend. She helps me out, do a lot of things in my life. Yeah, my parents use Siri. I think everybody over the age of 55 uses Siri as well, Emily. Yeah, well, I'm 25. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully some people in the middle use it too. But um, So I picked up my phone and I said, Siri, call Davy Blackburn. And she thinks for a little bit and then she comes back and says to me, I'm sorry, I can't find a contact for the name Diddy Black Friend. <laughs> and it was it. It stuck. Diddy Black Friend, Diddy, yo. Work it, work it. What, 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 Diddy, Diddy, Diddy Black Friend. What? Can you do it in your like... Uh, what is that voice that what, you do? What voice is it? I don't know. Do, 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 do. No, the D's, they're not going to do that. What about for... Black... B- 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 yep, yep, that's it. Try Diddy, it. Diddy, black friend. <laughs> that's it. That's great. I think it's... That's like my hype man would say that yeah. over top of me. I think that we have discovered my that's rap name. That's Thank so you, and, Siri. And listen, that's not that random because in the book, Kill the Spider, mm-hmm. Carlos talks about this place that he went to for therapy yes. on site. Yes. And we actually have talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed to know each other's names or last names. They're allowed to know each other's first names. Right. But they're not allowed to know what they do. Mm-hmm. So it's like this group therapy thing. They're not allowed. To, so at the end, they try to figure out what each other does for a living. And yeah. everybody thought that he was a um, either a musician or a rap artist. That's, That's what funny. they thought. They thought he was a rap artist. And so I don't really know what Carlos Whitaker's rap name would be. Maybe Los Whip. Oh, yeah. Maybe That's Carlos. 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 Mm-hmm. But either way, I do know that the second part of his interview is awesome. 
Yeah. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah. Let's hop in and listen to uh, how he hunted down his spider. Yes. And found freedom. That's right. All right, we're back here with Carlos Whitaker for the second part of this interview. Sorry, Carlos. You got it. Is that it? I, is feel, that right? I feel like we're brothers. Okay. We are brothers, man. We are brothers. brothers of a different ethnicity. Uh, yeah, brothers, totally. I mean, we are totally. That's the kingdom of God, man. All nations, all tribes, all tongues. Here we go. <laughs> but we've been talking about Carlos's story, talking about his new book, Kill the Spider. Came out October 3rd. It's just slamming. Unbelievable book. You've got to pick it up. Um, but uh, we we left off and we were talking about this conversation you had with Mike Foster, and he yeah. said a couple things to you. He said, "One, I'm for you," which is just so good to know that there are people that are for you because yeah. I, I I would imagine there was a heaping on of especially as prominent of a figure as you are and were in the midst of your rock bottom experience. There's probably there was probably a heaping on of just oh, bro. criticism. Oh, and, bro. I mean, geez, I know from oh, my circumstance. Bro. I can't imagine it. Yeah. Um, and so to hear someone say, hey, I'm for you. Yeah. I'm walking this with you. And then God's not done with you. Nope. That he's got, he's got a great plan in store for you. And now you have a choice to walk in darkness or to walk in light. And we see people, Carlos, I know you see people who, who they take that choice of walking in darkness. And it's, you just, you know, especially on your side of things, my side of things, you're, you're going, no, please don't go down that road, right? Because this is just going to exacerbate things and the pain in your life. But you in that moment had to decide whether you were going to walk in truth and walk in light or whether you're going to walk in darkness yeah. and you chose to walk in truth. And so now I want you to start unpacking some of that process of walking in truth. But first you had to get help, right? Yes. And you had to like take a pause. I mean, in ministry, you're all the MO yeah. is helping other people is moving forward. And you can almost completely neglect your own, the care for your own soul, the yes. care for your, And so you had to just kind of stop. And in the book, you mentioned that you had to realize you had to stop um, helping others to take time to help yourself. Yeah. Um, unpack that a little bit because, man, that honestly, that can seem, even saying that's like, well, that seems so selfish, you know? Sure. Like, I'll even sometimes use, like, hey, God refreshes those who refresh others, right? Which is yeah. true, but yeah. there's a place and a space where at some point you have to take a pause and help yourself. You know, explain that. We live in a culture right now. That is defined by it's the it's the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, freaking crush it crush it hustle go eighteen hours destroy. a week if you're not going eighteen hours Red a Bull day it up all and, day and and honestly I'm seeing a lot of my fr- my pastor friends mm-hmm. like putting his stuff and look, I'm sure Gary Vee's the greatest guy in the world awesome. and he's who he sure. is but that is actually anti what we're supposed to be doing yeah. we, we are not supposed to be a crushing anything wow like we're the the fastest a human being would walk, would move in the time of Jesus was like three miles an hour. Okay? <laughs> That's how fast a human being walks. That's how that unless he was running. If Jesus was running, maybe he made five miles an hour. He was Jesus, maybe Which, made fifteen miles an hour. You know, yeah. like, who knew? Who knew? Uh, but, and I've heard like scholars say Jewish men don't run. They yeah, didn't yeah, run, yeah, so. yeah. The, he, the, you walk everywhere. Yeah, everything is up until about a hundred years ago. That was the pace at which yeah. life moved. Yep, and suddenly. We find ourselves moving a million miles an hour, mm. crushing, hustle, dad, I get all, all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, no wonder yeah. ministry, people in ministry are just crashing wow. and burning because 
we're going so hard. And that's what I felt. I was, I was there, man. I was, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, go, go. I've got to go minister to people. I can, you know, now technology has got me to where I can go so much faster and I can spread the gospel and yeah, yada, yada. Wow. And, and next thing you know, we are literally burning our souls to the mm-hmm. ground. And um, so that's a little soapbox there. I'll get <laughs> off of that. But I, f- I found myself in a space where I needed um, to fix me. Mm-hmm. And um, can we just go ahead and agree that there's a better way than doing what I did, crashing, hitting rock bottom, and then taking time to fix yourself? Yeah. How about taking time to fix yourself before you hit rock right, bottom? Right, um, Taking time to pause, right? Um, the the um, Israelites are freed by Moses, and they're running, and the Egyptian army's after them. They find themselves at the edge of an ocean. Hmm. They're freaking out. Freaking out. And they're freaking, oh my gosh, what do we do? Moses, why'd you bring us out of Egypt to die in the desert? Now we're going to die in the desert. We could have served the Egyptians. They just want to go be slaves yeah, again. They're yeah. freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. And <laughs> Moses says to them, stand still. Wow. Stand still and you will see the Lord save wow. you today. Okay. They stood still. What happened? Grab that staff. He yep. stuck it in the ground. The ocean split wide open and they were rescued. We don't know how to stand still no, anymore. we don't. We, yeah. we don't know. We try to fight God's battles. Oh, we do. Yeah. We, uh, I just like, preached today on Jacob, right, wrestling with God, yeah. and God changed his identity from Jacob to Israel. Uh-huh. And I'd always heard that Israel meant, and then one of the one of the meanings of the word Israel is one who strives with God, right? Yeah. One who wrestles with God. But there's another variation of that meaning, and, and that's the one whom God, on, on behalf, God fights. Mm. So God fights on this person's behalf. Yeah. And yeah. that's the story of Israel, and that's our story as yes. followers of Jesus, is that if we let him, he will fight our battles. Yeah. That doesn't mean laziness. No, no, doesn't totally. mean negligence. No. no, we got a steward. No, you steward. But, you, but it means that he's going to fight on our behalf, and, and instead of being in a striving space, yeah, we can be in a in a in a place where we trust the Lord. Oh, yeah. a- entering rest. I mean, yeah. it's something that we that we don't know how to do. So anyway, there 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 I sat in a space where now I'm forced. Yeah. So how how about we 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 enter rest before we're forced <laughs> he to rest? Makes you lie down in green yeah. pastures. Yep. Sometimes yep. you won't lie down. He That's will right. Make he will you make you. Down. And so there I was. Yeah. There, there was, and here's the beautiful thing. I, I don't know how, um, but but the, you know, I'll never forget calling. It wasn't just Mike Foster who mm. was, who was a gift of Jesus in flesh to me, but I remember calling. This was about a month, I don't know, maybe two weeks in. Um, calling Brad Lominick at Catalyst, mm. Wade Joy at Elevation. All the places that I was like on retainer, yeah. Like, I was I was basically ready for, for them to for me to call them, and they go, "Okay, cool. Like you're done. Sorry, you know, right. love you, love you, bro." Right. Um, and every single one of them, man, every single one of them was like, "Oh, okay. Well, heal. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Wow. Call us back, and and we'll put you back up on stage. Wow. And I'll I'll just never forget. Like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Yeah. What what about all the hoops that I'm yeah, supposed to jump totally. through? What, what about like the 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 15 steps that I've yeah. got to do in order to get my anointment anointing back in order to this yep. and that and they're like, "No, bro, no, you confess, you heal, wow. you serve." Like wow. that's it. Whew. It it was it How they liberating. were gifts. Oh my Freeing. gosh, it was it wow. was so liberating. And here here's the thing, I I got I got a phone call from someone really close to me who told me specifically, I 
I hope that you remember the pain that you inflicted on your children mm. so that you never do this again. Jeez. I hope that you, and I remember feeling like, oh, that, he's right. Like, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds, that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Like, I should, I should, the, the punishment for yeah, my, because, yeah. Because I told my, I've told my kid like, oh, if you touch the stove and it's hot, yeah. you'll never touch it again. Totally. Right. So that's what he's telling me. Like, I, I'm going to feel the pain. I'm going to remember the pain. Right. And I remember calling Mike Foster, weeping. Like, I want to throw myself out the window when this guy told me that. Mike, oh my God, this guy told me he hopes he feels the wrath, feel the wrath of my pain the rest wow. of my life. And, then and Mike goes, you give me that guy's number. I'm going to call him. He will never talk to you again. That's number one. Number two, and this is Mike Foster, the, the kindest, yeah, he is. most gentlest. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, I'm, I'm not screwing around. He goes, B, it's God's kindness yeah. that leads to repentance. Yeah. Not God's vengeance. Wow. That leads to repentance. And all of a sudden, whoa, it was so freeing to hear that because that's it. Man. It's not hoops and jumping through and feeling pain and this. But no, God already sent Jesus to die on a cross for me. I don't have yeah. to climb back on the cross. Yep. So here I sit finally being able to step into a forced rest. Right. And it was. Uh, it, I, I rested. I stopped working for four months. Wow. Um, and, um, that was the beginning of, of healing for me. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was. So in that space, you, you know, we're realizing, okay, I'm not going to just clean out the cobwebs. We're going to go to the source here. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to hunt down these spiders. Yeah. We're going to find them. We're going to corner them. Yeah. Um, and you, you already explained some of those spiders and the, the, you know, at least the, the birth of those spiders yeah. and where they came from. Yeah. Um, why, why was it so important for you? And why is it so important for the listener to really hunt down these spiders? I mean, what is the... What is the what's the what are the consequences if we don't you know freedom? It's it's all about freedom. It's all about Jesus came so that we would be free to experience true freedom. I, I'll I'll tell you what I mean. I think I mentioned this. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it was this episode or the last episode, but we we believe that we can be forced to believe that God sent Jesus to die on a cross so we can cope. Mm. And that's just not nope. not the case. We were, he came so we could be free. Yeah. And these spiders, these lies are just keeping us in bondage. Yeah. And the freedom that the listeners are going to get when they chase after, again, identify the spiders, identify the lie. That's, that's that, The very first step right there is going to take the most work. Yep. Because you're going to have to start asking the Holy Spirit. Your prayer life is going to have to take a, a probably a, a way bigger role in your life than it ever has before. Um, you're going to probably start looking look looking crazy to your friends because mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. starting to get very specific with Jesus in your prayer life yep. and your journal and asking Jesus specific places and memories and different things to show you where these birth where the birthplace of these spiders were, are located. Right. Um, but once you start stepping into these spaces and once once you start realizing the tools that are at your disposal, I'm telling you what anxiety is gone. Like it's yeah. gone from me. Wow. It is. I I no longer take Paxil. Wow. I am no longer crippled. I was bound by anxiety. And once I broke it by the blood of the cross, the power of the resurrection, and the authority that Jesus Christ has given me in my own kingdom, I sent anxiety out of me. And I tell you what, I remember the second and the moment it left, and it felt like a elephant's foot stepped off my chest. Wow. And, um, And bro, you're talking to a conservative. My dad was the <laughs> executive director of the California Southern Baptist Convention. Okay. You're talking to a very conservative. Yeah. 
I, and I'm still very conservative yeah, theologically, in, in, yeah. in theologically. Mm-hmm. But bro, being conservative definitely kept out healing and deliverance wow. that the Holy Spirit um, brings. And um, if 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 I wasn't experiencing it on an every other day basis, then maybe I would think I was crazy. But bro, it is every day. Yeah. It is yeah. every day that I'm seeing like mind-blowing stuff that's not meant to be mind-blowing. Yeah. You know. Wow. So you did this like week of intensive, we don't want to call it therapy. It was. Right? Retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> counseling. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I tell our people all the time, bad people don't need counseling. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody needs, needs counseling. counseling. Yep. Everybody does. When I went and saw my counselor, I have this ongoing relationship with my counselor, for him to be able to swap my lies with truth and to be a sounding board and yeah. to be able to say, hey, let me tell you what this, you just said this, let me tell you, let me repeat this back yep. to you. Yep. Let me show you scripture. Let me illuminate the light to you. And he actually said something that was very relevant to what you're saying. He said, when Christ is at the center of your life, self-care is not selfless. Mm, it's good. good stewardship yes, it is, is what he said. And so he's like, man, you've got to be able to like, especially as a pastor, but if anybody really who's going to bring mm-hmm. refreshment to other people, put the oxygen mask on yourself yes. first, get healthy and then get... So you spend this week where you're going, I'm going to go into intensive counseling, intensive therapy, and you began wrestling with. In fact, I loved one of the phrases that you said in the book. You said, I thought that I was supposed to waltz with my faith, Mm. and really it was wrestling with my faith. Yeah, that was supposed to be a dance, but it turned into a bar fight. so you started, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you started wrestling. Explain some of the monumental moments of that wrestling in that week. Yeah, for me, I mean, there was one, one main moment where we went, again, this, this isn't a Christian therapy place. It, right. it wasn't a Christian center. Um, but God doesn't need you to go to a Christian place in order to find healing. Right. And he'll, he'll meet you anywhere. And so we, uh, we, we did this one, this one exercise, and I won't go into super detail, but we, we went on in a labyrinth, and um, a labyrinth isn't a maze. A labyrinth has uh, one path that takes you to the center. Mm-hmm. And for every turn in the labyrinth, we were supposed to take off something that... Um, something that we believed about God until we just got to the core of who God is in our lives. And so there were Buddhists there, and there were you know, different people of different faith doing their own thing. So I was going on every corner, taking things off, like a bad sermon here or a bad church experience there. And I was like, oh, this feels good. And then I got towards the middle, and I was like, yeah, for the sake of the exercise, yeah, I, just for the sake of it, because let's just be honest, Jesus crucified, raising from the dead, that's crazy. <laughs> like you say it out, it's just crutch crazy. Yeah. So just for... 30 seconds. I'm just going to put that aside. I'm yeah. just going to put it over here. I'm not going to believe in that for a second. And then let's talk about the Holy Spirit. That's kind of crazy too. <laughs> like the whole Trinity thing, I'm yep. going to take that off. I'm take yep. that. So I get, I get to the middle, my heart's pounding. And I remember just getting to the middle and it's like, God, like there is God and, and he's love in some form. And I remember thinking, okay, cool exercise. Now let me get back out because on the way out of the exercise, on that way out of the labyrinth, every turn you're supposed to put things back on. Okay that matter and leave everything else off. This mm. way, when you leave the labyrinth, you're pure and you're wild. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So I remember <laughs> I took the first turn and I was like, okay, Jesus, resurrection. And I just remember, bro, it bouncing off, like it, it feeling even like more of a lie than when wow. I took it off. And so I start freaking out. I'm like, no, no, I believe in Jesus. I believe yeah. in Je- I believe in Jesus. And I, I got all the way out of that labyrinth, and I, I couldn't even get that on. Wow. And I go sprinting up to my therapist, like, what have you done to me? Like, <laughs> well, I, now I don't atheist. believe in Jesus. <laughs> I came here to find healing, and now I'm going to go home and atheist. And so I, I go to my, and for the next three days, my Bible feels like fluff. Wow. And, and here's the healing part. And so I, I, um, in, the, in, the, in, our, in our small group time, we basically role play. Role play, so, yeah. So somebody, you know, 
would, would be my mom and my dad and my yeah. brother. And then we'd have conversations and I'm like, dad, why didn't you go to my soccer games when I was a kid? And yada, yada. <laughs> and you know, so like you're, you're healing and you're right, having, right. so I'd already done mine and it's the last day. Everyone's done ours. We're, we're working our way out of there. And I'm like, I, I need to get out of here so I can start believing in God again. And she, my therapist, Barbara looks at me and she says, Hey Carlos, I think you need to have one more conversation. Mm. And I go, okay, I thought I already did my work. She's like, no, you need to have one more. Now Barbara's not a Christian. Mm. She goes, I think you need to talk to God. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, you want me to pick someone to be God? She's like, yeah. So I looked over, and there was a guy that had been in my, my group for the last seven days, and he looked like Jesus. He had a beard, good-looking guy. And I was like, all right, you be God. So she sat him in front of me. She goes to her little corner magic box chest thing and pulls out this um, black veil, and she puts it over, we'll call him Todd. I can't remember his name at this point, but his, <laughs> his head. But he was Jesus. He was God. And so now I can't see him, but I can kind of see his eyes. Yeah. And she's like, Carlos, talk to God. And I remember like, this woman is insane. <laughs> but okay, I'll give it a shot. So I, I look him in the eye and I'm like, hey man, like God, I don't know where you went. Like I, three days ago, I believed it. Now, now you're gone. Mm. And but I, I was having a hard time. I was like, this is weird. Everyone's yeah, looking at totally. me. She, so she goes and she grabs a towel and she puts it in my hand. She's like, I want you to start wringing this towel, talking to God. So I start wringing it and sure enough, I start ringing that thing harder and I start yelling. And then she goes and she grabs a bat. And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to beat God now? Like, what's <laughs> happening? And then she grabs it, this like rubber block that she puts next to me. She's like, I want you to start tapping this while you're talking to God. So, bro, next thing you know, I'm hitting this thing screaming, Where were you when I left my wife for this other woman? Where were you when Sayana was locked herself in the bathroom screaming, Daddy, don't go? Where were you when. I'm singing these worship songs on Sunday. I don't even believe him. Mm. Where were you? And, and I'm screaming, right? I'm screaming and I'm weeping. And she screams, stop. Catch my breath. She goes and um, whispers into God's ear. Mm. She stands God up. I was like, okay, well, are we going to hug now? Like, I, again, I don't know what she's doing. She's, yeah. she's the artist here. She brings God over to where I'm standing. She has me sit down where God was. She grabs the veil. She puts it over my head. She goes and whispers to now me, who's I'm now him. Who, <laughs> yeah, you know, where, you get, you're going with me, right? <laughs> and he starts screaming at me. Wow. Everything I was screaming at God. God, where were you when I almost, when I left my family? Where were you when Sianna was locking herself in the bathroom? Where were you? I don't feel you when I sing anymore. Oh. I don't feel you at church anymore. She stops him. She looks at me and she goes, God, answer Carlos. Wow. Where were you? And bro, whew, I have never felt, no, I can't say never. I have, as strong as I've ever felt, the Holy Spirit rush into me. Man. I started with such grace and peace speaking mm. as God <laughs> to me. To you. While I'm sitting down, I was in Sohela's dance. Mm. I was outside of the worship auditorium when you walked out and the sky was painted this. Mm. I was here. I was there. And I started telling me where God was the whole time. Wow. And it was all the places I wasn't looking. Man. So then she stops me, stands me up, puts me over where he's standing, sits him back down, puts the veil over his face, whispers in his ear. He starts telling me, now I'm me again. Yeah where he was the whole uh -huh. time. And I 
start weeping. Wow. And I fall on the ground, a freaking mess. Everyone comes around me, and she looks at me, and she goes, Carlos, you just found your spider. Mm. And because, because I told her the whole spider story yep, my totally. first day of therapy. Yep. And that was the undoing and the redoing, very simply, of my faith. And it was I left there like a naked, brand-new Christian because wow. I really was. Like, um, it, was, it was as pure of a, of a space ever. So that's what a good therapist can do, yep. wow. right? But it's also what the Holy Spirit can yeah. do when... When you invite him in, yeah. you know, when you invite him in. Right, so. right. The Holy Spirit's called the counselor. Yeah, right? absolutely. And he's going to help unravel the stuff and, and tear down some of these, like, really broken constructions that we have and these lies that we Because believe. remember, my lie mm-hmm. was that God had abandoned, had abandoned me. you. Wow. So here he was, God was, the Holy Spirit was telling me where he was. Wow. He'd not, he was with me the whole time. Yep. Absolutely, man. So then that's where you found your spider, right? Yeah. And that was, so just that whole intensive week, you find, find your spider. It. Yep, that's it. And then you got to go back into life and especially into this marriage that is now, I mean, it's, it's like basically on a thread. I mean, she's, yep. she's at this point said, okay, I'm going to give you another chance. Yep. yep. And you got to go do the hard work of killing the spider. Yeah. And, I, and I love what you said the last, ep, the last episode. You said that she, even to this day, will say, I am done with that marriage. Oh, yeah. Talk about that, because I think that inter- is interwoven into the process of you guys then killing the spider. Yeah, well, you know... You. So what does that look like? We, we don't... Um, we didn't go in trying to fix the marriage. She, she, again, she, she wasn't mm. like, we're not going to fix this marriage. That, that marriage is over. Wow. I'm not going to be married to that guy anymore. Mm. Um, and so I knew, I knew that she's... I mean, this is... Heather Whitaker is true to her word, and... I knew that I had to fix this, mm. um, and um, and again, I knew I knew that I had zero strength to pull it off. Yep, it, it was going to have to be the Holy Spirit, and so, um, so I go to onsite, and I, I know this is a whew, last resort. So I'm there, I find my spider, I get in the car, uh, I I expl- you know, of course, it takes me four days to unpack everything yep. that happened to Heather, <laughs> but she was, she's like, hey, so um, now what? Mm. How are you, you going to kill it? And at this point, Heather and I had begun really kind of kind, kind of shifting our um, shifting our the safe space of our faith, mm. the, the the space that I talked about maybe last podcast um, about how it, it, it gets really dangerous. So I think it was earlier in this podcast yeah. when we're when we stay in a really safe space, and we knew that we had to go aggressively find the Holy Spirit and find healing. Um, and again, not not for our marriage, like we couldn't try to fix our marriage. We had to fix us, right. ourselves, right. and then the marriage would fix. And so um, so then, then, then began the work of, okay, I left a great ther- therapy place. Now I've got to go find some inner healing, some mm-hmm. soul care, somebody to walk me through what this really looks like to kill the spider. Yeah. And so I did. I found, I found a man named John Elam. Mm. And um, John has taught me over the last two, three years um, what it really looks like to uh, to stand in the authority of Jesus Christ and murder these spiders wow. and and re- and really really kill them right. um, and and again it, it wasn't it wasn't overnight um, but it definitely was me learning what the power of conversational intimacy with Jesus looks like wow. and when I began to enter not again I, I say conversational intimacy with Jesus because that's what it is yeah I don't even call it prayer, prayer. anymore like. Right. Because prayer for me used to be a speech. Yeah. That's what it was. But now it's a true conversation day mm. in and day out 
and people think I'm crazy. Yeah. Like I, I'll ask Jesus where to go to lunch. <laughs> like, do I, do I go to Chipotle or do I go to this Thai restaurant? Yeah. And you know, just the other day, I'm with a friend of mine, Marcus, here in town, and he's like, "Hey, man, where do you want to go to lunch?" And I go, "I don't know. Let's pray about it." And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> why would we pray about it? And I was like, well, because if Jesus cares about the big things in our life, why wouldn't he care where we get lunch? Right. So he thought it was a little weird, but he's like, okay, I'll pray. So he's like, Jesus, where should we get lunch? So I mean, he was kind of smiling. And we were, we were at Kremlin, this coffee shop in town. He goes, okay, I, I just, I don't know if it was Jesus or if it was me, but I feel like we're supposed to go to Thai Phuket, which is a Thai restaurant. Yeah. So we go to Thai Phuket. He's just kind of laughing the whole time. Like, I can't believe I just prayed where to go to lunch. But this is kind of <laughs> funny. We go there. Long story short, we have a great lunch. We're walking out, and this guy comes running out of the restaurant. Hey, hey, yelling at Marcus, my friend. Hey, man, were, were you a crema hmm. an hour or so ago? And he's like, yeah. He's like, this is so weird, but I saw you there, and I don't even know if you're a Christian, but I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to pray for you there, Wow. and I didn't. And the fact that you're here, <laughs> and I'm here, I had to chase you outside because... I'd be super disobedient if I didn't do this. Can I just pray for you? Wow. And I left them in the parking lot. I was dying laughing. Wow. I get in the van. Marcus is looking at me like, oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and then he calls me 10 minutes later like, oh, my gosh, now I know why you pray. Where are you going to lunch? And, and here's the thing. He had this mind-blowing experience. Yeah. But this is supposed to be normal. Yeah, this is this walking is with Jesus. walking with this Jesus is, yep, every in step day. With the Spirit. It is, it's so available to us. Yeah. And in that conversational intimacy is where you're going to begin to ask God to reveal to you the location mm. of these spiders. And I promise you, he's going to be so specific as going yeah. to blow your mind. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, I mean, when I think of prayer, I mean, you think of all the like the the things that you learned growing up about prayer and how to do it, and it just becomes so convoluted with this idea. And so, I, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that's listening that would say that they pray as much as they think they should pray. Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? It's, it's like true. we're all, we all struggle with this. I mean, I don't pray as much as I should pray. You know, my prayer life sucks. I've never heard anybody really except for George Mueller, right? He's yeah. He's a freaking saint that had this yep. prayer, prayer life that was unbelievable. He'd pray for things and they'd happen right away. But it's like, it's like we're just, it, prayer's just so hard. It's like, yeah. I love the fact that you don't even call it prayer. It's like, no, man, we're just like, I'm just converse, I'm just having conversation with God, that's having this is. conversation with God. And this is one of the, in the book you talk about the weapon of warfare, yeah. and one of the most predominant ones. And so explain this walk, this step, this prayer conversation with God and how this helps to unearth, how, how it helps you to hunt down and how yeah. it helps you to unearth these spiders yeah. and then begin to combat them. Well, you know, I tell people that that when you start stepping into this new form of prayer, because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be new to a lot of people, this, you can't, it's clinically, scientifically proven that you can't hear while you're talking. Yeah. Nobody can. So while you're talking, you can't hear somebody talking to you. So if you're going to be praying and having a conversation, you have to learn to listen wow. and hear from God. Which is interesting. And you said this in the book, but you didn't mention it here on the podcast, that that on-site experience, you weren't allowed to have your phones. No. The no. entire time. The entire time. You were time. in this like mode of silence, and it was like terrifying. It was. To be silent, which it's, it is. Sometimes yeah. being in silence and solitude is terrifying. Oh, I'd lay down in bed and I like lean over for my phone. Yeah. And I was like... <gasps> What are we gonna do? We're not used to listening. No, We're not used to you just know, being like, like in space, the, in the, the quiet. The fan above me was like, <laughs> and I was just like, <gasps> but yeah, no. I mean, silence. You yeah, know, silence gets so loud, right? Yeah. And um, so, so prayer. You know, this conversation. Um, what I tell people, you know, in the book is, you know, to I don't even actually I don't even think I say it in the book. I said it in my e course. Yeah. Um, but but a journal is. So important yeah. when you begin when you begin this conversational intimacy mm-hmm. with Jesus. So you ask him a question, 
Let's not start off massive. Let's not start off the first question if you're going to start this is, gotcha, I quit my job tomorrow and you know, let's do this. No, let's start <laughs> off simple. Start off asking where you should go to lunch. Start off and start writing these things down. And yeah. you're going to start seeing a thread of him being, you know, opening conversations to you, leading you in certain directions. Then you begin to ask him, uh, especially once you've kind of figured out your cobwebs, okay, right. so I, I drink too much. Jesus, can you give me a memory? Can you give me a song? Mm. Jesus, can you give me something in the next few minutes where I remember maybe where another moment I was, I was wounded or traumatized mm. that led to me believing something, even if I don't know what it is? Write that down, write mm. that down. And you're going to start seeing him lead you down a road to discover yeah. what ultimately this lie is going to be. And then kind of the second step in the, in the weapon of warfare being your prayer um, is... I mean, now, now we're talking the kill the spider part, right? Yeah. Now, now we're talking once you've got the lie, mm-hmm. it's, not this, it's not complicated. Mm. You confess the lie with your lips. You say it out loud, okay? Once you confess it, you reject it, mm. okay? Um, you renounce it. You get it out of yep. you, okay? Um, and then you've got to replace it with Jesus' truth. So anytime wow. you, you take a lie and you pull it out of you, you now have a gaping hole inside yeah. of you because fear... Fear may be something that was inside of you, but actually fear's become a friend to you. It's mm. become a protector of you. And when you take that thing out, there something else can come yep. right in and grab. Yep. You've got it's to get, fill the space. Yes, something is. Yeah. You got to get Jesus to fill that space. Mm. When Jesus fills that space, the spider's dead and wow. you're free. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. So like, you know, Eastern religions is going to say empty, right? empty your mind, yeah. empty yeah. your mind, empty your mind, empty your mind. And the problem with that is what you were just saying. Oh, yeah. You try to get to the space of empty, but lies, right? We know oh, that the yeah. enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Lies are going to fill that space. And so what Scripture tells us is to fill our minds. Yes. Right? Fill our minds with truth. Think on these things. Yes. Think on, you know, the things that are noble and true and right and good, right? Yeah. So, and so, man, that's, that, that's just, that's so powerful. Are there, are there any other, like, weapons of warfare? You know, so you got prayer is a big one, yeah. that weapon of warfare. And, um, and it's certainly, uh, you know, would probably be the most predominant one because it's sure. really leaning into the space of letting the Spirit fight your battle, as we talked about earlier. Absolutely. You know, and, and depending on Him, yeah. Him alone. But what other things have you noticed have been helpful implementing them in your life yeah. to combat, to yeah. hunt down and, and murder these spiders? Yeah, you know, obviously the the Word of God, which is used in, in my prayer time. Right, right. Uh, every single day, I've, I kind of have a little thing that I do. I ask Jesus to where he wants me to go in scripture. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like he'll say, you know, I'll, I'll feel something Hebrews four or two or something. And yeah. I'm like, and I'll read it and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any lick of sense. And yeah. I just kind of write it down and let, you know, kind of get, let it go. But then some days I'll get something that's like mind blowing. Right? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed. So obviously the word of God, um, is, is, is the sword, right? Mm-hmm. So it is the only, um, spiritual warfare, it's the only weapon that we find in Ephesians that's that's an aggressive yeah. weapon, right? Everything yeah. else is a shield, uh, helmet, right. shoes, right? Breastplate, but this this thing's this thing's a sword. Um, and then probably the most overlooked weapon of warfare, I believe, is is rest. Mm. Um, I, I believe is entering into rest, entering yeah. into um, where where is it that you are finding that breath? Mm. Okay, for some some of you guys, it's that's going to be the city. For some of you guys, it's going to be the wilderness. Mm-hmm. For some of you guys, it's going to be, you know, the gym. For some of you guys, but you've got to find where those spaces are and go. And yeah. so, you know, for me, just recently, I've gotten into fly fishing. Like I've just yeah. 
really gotten into it. Yeah. And I went on a trip two years ago, and this last year when I went on the same fly fishing trip, I just was like, no, man, I'm in now. And so yeah. there's the Caney Fork River about an hour outside of Nashville, and Heather tells me that <laughs> whenever I'm in town, two mornings a week, I'm to drive to the Caney Fork, and I'm to fish for the day. Wow. And no, normally, you know, if I'm not catching fish, then I only fish for like an yeah, hour or two. Yeah. But if I'm catching fish, then I'll stay the whole day. But that is a space where I just get such mm. refreshment and such um, fulfillment. And so, so a big weapon warfare that people, again, especially this culture, is going to tend to forget is um, is rest yeah. and that that space where you feel, you know, so alive. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. All right. So. I just I feel like that there's probably there might be multiple listeners out there who are who have found themselves in this maybe rock bottom moment or yeah. maybe a moment where they're hiding. Yeah. They haven't yet hit their rock bottom, right? right. They're hiding. They're on the verge of it. Yeah. But maybe a maybe a couple who have found themselves in this space where you and Heather found yourself. Yeah. What would you say to that person or that couple? where they're in a place right now going, this is beyond repair. There is no way that God can do anything. God's done with me. Yep. He, you know, he sees me as useless. Yep. What would you say to them? There you go. So what you just said were four lies, mm. right? So four, four lies that people will believe, right. right? I'm beyond repair. This is beyond repair. I'm useless. Yep. I'm never going to amount to anything. So bam, let's do some work. Yeah. We just said four lies. Yeah. Now we can go to the confess, reject, replace, right. and repent. Um, and let, let's just start there. So he, here's the thing. Again, some, for some people, it's going to take years of therapy to yep. get to their yep. spiders. But for some of us, we're spitting out spiders daily. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, no, I know what my lies are. I know mm -hmm. what the lies are. I can... Are you, are you telling me, Carlos, that I can literally confess, reject, renounce, and replace, and I'll kill it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually telling you right. that that is actually possible. Right. So, so there's that. But also for those of you who um, maybe you, you haven't gotten to the lie yet, but you, you definitely, your cobweb has destroyed you, yeah. right? Your cobweb has destroyed you. Um, I would say go back to, again, remember to go back to what my buddy Mike said, hmm. um, is that God is not done with you. Um, and not only, not only this, but like there's, there's so much more hope than just getting over this. Hmm. That the hope isn't just to get better from this. The hope that you have isn't just to, you know, yeah, to just get over this. No, the hope is like the destiny that yeah. Jesus has for you is humongous. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. And, you know, you know, so we've got, you look at the two Saul's in scripture, right? You got one Saul, the king, yeah. who had a destiny and who didn't believe his destiny yeah. and what yeah. ended up happening to yep. him, right? He gets dethroned. He gets dethroned. Right, by loses God. it, right? Loses by it. God. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't believe his destiny. Then you've got the other Saul. Yeah. Who the only difference between the two is one didn't believe his destiny and one did believe his mm. destiny. Saul believed his destiny when he heard it. Yeah. And what, what happened to him? He, he wrote the freaking New Testament, <laughs> Three right? quarters of it, yeah. You know? And so, so that's the only difference. Yeah. And so I want the listener to know that your dest God has just this massive destiny in mind right. for you. Right, right. Um, and so don't don't just look at at the finish line as being oh, I just want to get better from this. Yeah, no. -uh. No, mm -hmm. man. It is there's so much greatness right. ahead of you. Right. Um yes and amen. And right. now I'm starting to sound a little charismatic, but that, yeah, that's hey, kind of where I'm sitting now. You know like right? it, God that's what God wants right. for us. Right. You know. Right. That, absolutely. So. Well, I think it goes back to 
what you were saying about your marriage, right? It's like that old marriage that's gone. Yeah. This is a this is new. Oh yeah. Right. And and the the Bible says that, right? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. It's not building, it's not like trying to repair this old thing. It's not trying to fix this old thing. It yeah. is completely replacing it. It is. And God promises that, you know, even the message of nothing is wasted is that in time he makes all things beautiful and he makes all Absolutely. things new. And that if you let him, he will do all of that work to 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 restore and strengthen and you know just like yeah, first peter says absolutely and i mean that's just that's incredible carlos it's been incredible to have you Thanks, on the podcast man. normally what we do is we normally take a break yeah to talk about the resource of the month but we didn't because our resource of the month is kill the spider boom sauce right so we're giving away we kill the spiders this month Let's do to it. listeners as well but um those of you guys who who man you need to pick up this book where can they find kill the spider yeah yeah uh if you go to kill the Yep. Um, you will land in a space where you can you can download it there. You can Perfect. buy it on Amazon or whatever. Um, and it's actually actually just found out today that um, it, it's going to be at Target. So we're going to have nice. kill the spiders in Targets. Nice. Um, and it's again it's, it's at um, what's the bookstore? Not Borders. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Books and Borders Barnes is, is like closed. Yeah, they're right? old. It's gone. Yeah, it's now, gone. Isn't it? Guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a so shame. Uh, so yeah, you can go there. You can go. Um, Target, that'd be fun. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so and if, anywhere books are sold. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this podcast on DaveyBlackburn.com, we made it convenient for you. It's right there on the on the website, the bottom of the resource of the month. And we want everybody to get this book. It's awesome. Where can where can they find you? Where can we follow what's going on in your life and yeah. see more of this? You know, um, I the one thing I am not is invisible on the internet. So, uh, <laughs> so you, you can, uh, you can find me sharing the most random moments of my life at, uh, Los Wit, which is the end of my first name and the beginning of my last name, L O S W H I T on Instagram and Twitter, Carlos Whitaker on Facebook. And, um, but really, I mean, it's really kind of old Instagram lately. That's yeah. kind of where I, yeah. I was the Snapchat King. Like I was like Dude. all about it. Like I even had like a website, snapchatrookie.com. I was teaching people <laughs> how to like do Snapchat. And now I'm like, that's over. It's Dude, done. I was so. trying to, to waffle back and forth between Snapchat and Instagram. I can't yeah. figure out how these people do like a different thing. Yeah, 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 I'm like, yeah. forget it, man. Let's yeah, just, just go into let's one. Just, just keep it one, simple. Yeah. But yeah, awesome, they can find man. me there. Uh, CarlosWhitaker.com, cool. whatever. Very cool. Dude, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an honor to have you here. And Thanks, buddy. Honor to hear your story. Thanks, man. Really cool. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. Right, part two. It's yeah, done. It was so good. It was really good. Um, yeah. I think I think what resonated with me the most was when he said that it's God's kindness and not his vengeance that leads to repentance. Wow. Wow. Yeah, sometimes I think we feel like that we've got to remind somebody when they did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, he told a story about that, you know, like a, that, that guy that called him and was like, hey, I hope you feel. Yeah. The, the wrath of what you've done. And it's like, it's man, most of the time when we're broken, like we don't need a reminder that we we're broken. We know. We know. Yep. We know. And, um, and it's just, man, what a shame that the Christian world heaps coals upon that and throws stones mm-hmm. during those situations. And what if we instead, what if we were like Jesus? Yeah. And we, we gathered around and we rallied around and we helped people heal and take their next steps. It'd be awesome. I loved how he talked about that they realized they couldn't fix their marriage, mm-hmm. that they had to start new. Yeah. Like they were done. The old marriage is gone. The new has come. I mean, I just think that's such a powerful, powerful image. And I think that brings a lot of hope to many people who are listening right now. 
that you can have a new life, a new trajectory, a new marriage, a a new death. I mean, you can, everything can be new by putting your trust in Jesus Mm -hmm. and letting him, him do the work to heal. Yeah. I think that's just been so powerful. Just a common thread through all of this. For sure. Um, yeah, I guess if you guys have questions about that, like what does that look like to potentially, um, just start fresh with hope in Christ? Um, obviously like ask your community, you know, like, Hey, surround, surround yourself with people who can help you with that. But, uh, at the end of the day, if you have questions about it, if there are things that we can do to come alongside you in that, um, or even connect you maybe to a local church, if you have questions about some churches in your area and you're like, Hey, I don't know where to go. (laughs) We can try to help you figure that out. Um, so that you can get connected to community and and walk with people through whatever season that is. So, um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, hello at Davy Blackburn. Dot com, um, and you can share whatever you want with us. Um, we'd love to hear your story, maybe hear where you're from, um, how we can help you, how we can serve you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be, um, through the course of the rest of this month, we'll be giving away uh, a copy or two of Kill the Spider. Fun. So stay tuned on that on Instagram, Davy Blackburn, um, Twitter, all of those different outlets um, on the website. And so just kind of be looking out for that if you want a copy of Carlos's book. It's incredible. And um, make sure that if you enjoy this, you rate and review this podcast yeah. and share it. It really helps a lot to get the word out there, to get your feedback, and to get this into the hands of so many people um, and and give them hope through their headphones. And, um, and of course, just like every time, this music <laughs> was so graciously provided for by our friend Sleeping at Last. Check him out on iTunes. Check him out anywhere where music is streamed mm-hmm. or purchased, Spotify, all of those fun places. Yeah. And, um, and we'll I, see you guys next that's time. That's right. I can't wait for the next Nothing is Wasted podcast. And um, we're going to go ahead and check out an excerpt for the next one. Listen, stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Well, it's interesting, you know, I'm, I speak, I write, I'm, you know, talk at churches and there's parts of my story that I was comfortable sharing with, like yeah. talking about the boating story. I, I don't have a lot, you know, I, I share with that pretty openly about it. But as I was writing the book, I realized like there is an untold story here mm. that literally at the time, probably about five people on the planet knew about. Wow. Um, one of them was my wife. One of them was, um, you know, my parents. That's three, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I like, there's still something that that is um, holding me captive. Mm. Something, some part of my heart and my life and my story that's out of bounds and and um, unseen. Yeah. And I really think this is this is the the deeper work of our spiritual walk and the deeper part of really true surrender to God is when we look at like that thing that maybe is loaded up with a lot of shame or a lot of fear, mm. that secret that we go like, yeah, but not that. I can't go there. Wow. And it isn't until we sort of push into that space that we actually find true freedom. Mm. And what's interesting because I would teach this, right? Oh yeah. You, you talk about your stories. There's, there's, like, you're dark and you're light. Your, your past is is heal can be healed and leveraged and all. I was like saying all the right things, but it was still something even in my own story where I feel like I d- I've done a lot of work, a lot of in my life and training, and I knew in my head, you know, 
how to really experience freedom, but I was scared. Yeah. And that's that's what the enemy loves to do. He he loves for us to to experience about 90% of freedom. Wow. 90% of God's love, 90% wow. of God's grace, but but it isn't until we sort of completely surrender it all when we do that, man. I, I can tell you I am a free man. 